Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Live from the Grace Broadcasting Studios in Covington, Tennessee, it's Adam and Chad, bringing you the latest in sports from a local perspective every Tuesday night. And now, your hosts, Adam Craig and Chad Gatlin. One Country 93.5 FM, the U.S. 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live, where you can let us know what you think. There are a couple of ways that you can participate in the show and listen to the show. Adam, line them up. That's right. You can catch us at, on Twitter at Adam Chad Sports. You can also catch us right here live on Facebook. If you missed us live, that's all right. It'll be up after we get off the air. Also, if you want to catch us on the app, you got iHeart, iTunes, and Spreaker.com. And if you want to give us a call, it's 901-475-9355. Man, what a week, what a week. Championship week. High school and... <laughs> Wait till I move the camera off of you to adjust it. <laughs> uh, it's a high school championship week, college championship week, all going on. Covington High School into the 3A championship. Haywood into the 4A championship. I would have invited Coach Marty Wheeler on, but I just really don't want to be the jinx this year. Right. <laughs> See, last year I, uh, I I called the game and they lost, and I don't want to be blamed as the, I don't think they blame me as the jinx last year, but I definitely don't want to be the jinx this year. Rule so out all we're just going to talk to Marty Wheeler after they win the championship on Saturday. We'll talk to him uh, next Tuesday about what it feels like to be a state champion. How about that? But, Coach, if you want to call in and uh, talk tonight, that's on you. But if you call in, it's on you. I didn't. I didn't instigate it. See. That's how that's how I stay clean in the whole thing. We will have Coach Robin Jacobs on tonight. Uh, this broke earlier. Uh, Coach Robin Jacobs of the Brighton Cardinals, who went three and seven this season. Last year had their best season ever. Went to the state semifinals. Uh, coach Robin Jacobs uh, tendered his resignation as football coach. He'll still be at the school doing uh, softball, but uh, that, we'll have him on later to talk to him about that. He'll be on later in the show. Jeff Ireland will be on in the next segment to talk high school football, of course, and Brandon Reed will be on to talk NFL and uh, make our college picks with us like he always does. Lots of college football to get to today. We'll try to squeeze in a little basketball if we can, but it's a really big week for college football. It's going to be really tough uh, to get in some basketball, and honestly, 
after the way that uh, Memphis took a, a whooping from Oklahoma State and then turned around and lost again on uh, uh, to College of Charleston on Sunday. Was it Sunday? Yeah, it was Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I don't know that anybody's in the mood yet to talk about it. So we'll see. Let's start it all off with a weekly sports update. The rundown. In college football, the Memphis Tigers got the win over Houston in the final regular season game, 52-31, becoming the AAC West champion thanks to 21 unanswered fourth-quarter points. The Tigers are now going to play Central Florida in the American Athletic Conference title game on Saturday. Central Florida lost their starting quarterback, McKenzie Milton, to a knee injury against South Florida last week. Tennessee lost their rivalry game with Vanderbilt and their shot at bowl eligibility on Saturday by a score of 38-13. Commodore's coach Derek Mason is now 24-37 as head coach and has taken Vandy to a bowl only one other time two years ago to the Independence Bowl. The Titans continue to struggle against the Texans on Monday Night Football, losing 34-17. This was despite a 147.7 passer rating from Marcus Mariota, who went 22-23 for 303 yards and two touchdowns. Memphis Tigers basketball went 1-2 in the Avcare Invitational this weekend. After losing by 20 to Oklahoma State, the Tigers held on to beat Canisius 71-63 and then lost to College of Charleston 78-75. The next challenge for the Tigers is Texas Tech in the Forum on Saturday afternoon. In high school football, Covenant is playing for the 3A state championship after beating Stratford 20-14. They'll face Alcoa on Saturday in a rematch of last year's championship game. Haywood is playing for the 4A championship after beating Springfield 49-14. They will face Greenville on Thursday. That is the rundown. Haywood taking on Greenville. And somehow the way they <laughs> the way they schedule these things out is you end up with uh, Haywood playing on Thursday and then Covington playing on Saturday. Now, it seems to me it would be easier to go in order, but this is not how they do things at TSSAA. They, I believe it's four days, two games a day, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's I think it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I could be wrong about that. They could do three games on two of the days. I'm I'm not really sure. Um, but I do remember last year we had to wait uh, for the Covenant game to start. Uh, there was a game in front of us, and it was a funny named town that I can't remember off the top of my head. They had orange jerseys, uh, and if uh, if anybody remembers the name of that, <laughs> let me know. But uh, uh, I know that they have two games at a time. Uh, Covington, I believe this, I don't know when they're all scheduled for, but I'm thinking theirs is the early game because it's like 2.30. So I'm thinking there's an afternoon game and a night game. Uh, but that, that, may be, that may be completely wrong, too. Well, there may just be an afternoon game and a later afternoon game. Well, Covington's is at 7. Oh, Covington is at seven. seven. Yeah, I just I actually was pulling up the brackets Oh, here. okay, okay. Unless the brackets are wrong. And they're, yeah, they're showing... Uh, December 1st at 7 o'clock. Gotcha. And then the Haywood game, let me see if it'll pull up. No? Okay. Now, I know There's, it's at night on Thursday. It's Thursday night, right? I or maybe it's Thursday afternoon. I don't know. Oh, wait, that's in, oh, in Henry County's. No, that ain't right. Sorry about that. Yeah, my the screen went crazy on me. Now, yeah, it's 3 p.m. Yeah, new computer. On, nah, it's, that happens all the time. It's the, internet slowed it slows down i click so fast that i click it and then by the time it catches up it's it double clicks everything now i got uh yeah haywood's at 3 p.m on the 29th so that would be yeah that'd be thursday yeah yeah so that's your processor that's not the internet by the way our internet here is like super speed but uh it really is <laughs> but uh 
Anyway, uh, yeah, okay. So, uh, uh, Haywood, Covington, both playing in championship. That's amazing. Two teams from this area playing in championship games this week. Uh, that is incredible. And, of course, Covington, it is. What did I say last year? What did I say? I wish, man, that's what I should have done. And I may look for it next week. I should have pulled audio from last year's show. Because last year's show that I that we did after the state championship, I said then, I predicted then, I believe the very show after the state championship that Covington and Alcoa would meet again in the state championship this year. And here we are, Covington playing Alcoa, a rematch of the state championship, a chance for revenge for Coach Marty Wheeler and his Chargers. Both teams pretty much returned everybody. They didn't return everybody, but they, you know, they returned a, a, their core. Each team returned their core because they were both young at the time. And uh, so it should be. And look, it, it was a great matchup last year. Alcoa seemed to take a little bit of control in the beginning, but Covington refused to go away. A lot of uh, 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 big plays from Covington. And uh, expect this year, let me tell you something, uh, Alcoa might not be ready for Marcus Hayes and Keyshawn Gant to both be healthy. Yeah, I, I just saw, also had a comment from uh, Coach Kirby. He's letting me know that there's three games starting on Thursday, one at 11, one at 3, one at 7. Oh, okay. But he says they play at 3 o'clock on Saturday. So, yeah, they're, apparently. I the, was thinking 2.30 or 3 o'clock. I, 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 uh, okay, yeah, so. And he uh, says the private schools play on Friday. and then But the Thursday game is the 2A, the 4A, and the 6A state title games. But, I, yeah, they got their bracket wrong on TSSA or WSWA, so hopefully our okay. people know that it's uh, Let me let you know. Seven. Let me let y'all all know this. It's going to be on the home of the Chargers, WKBL, 1250 AM, and the WKBL mobile app, also WKBL1250.com. Those are the ways that you can listen to it. It's uh, going to be available uh, on all of those, online streaming, all that good stuff, man. And uh, with uh, the voice of the Chargers, Mark Shrum and his partner, Richard Vandegrift, as always, they will be calling the game. And uh, it's uh, it's exciting. Uh, you know, it's uh, this is the first full year, of course, of, of WKBL, our sister station next door, WKBL, uh, being the home of the Chargers and carrying every Covington Chargers game. Uh, which is something that I think WKBL did like a long time ago in its history. Uh, and so now that's been revived and they make it to the state championship. I, I just think it's awesome, man. It's You couldn't write it any better than this. Uh, and it, it's uh, it's just a great thing. Also, tell Coach Kirby uh, uh, that he can he can call in too, but uh, he'll have to take the blame uh, from Coach Wheeler if it turns out to be a jinx. That, that's uh, – <laughs> we're just trying to avoid getting in the way i don't want to get in the way of anything no no jinxing no jinxing he also said the 1a 3a and 5a play saturday that's the three okay yeah it must be yeah Yeah, i knew it was odd even something but i forgot about the private schools so i guess that's where the difference is because now there's three divisions in private school as well there used to be only be two now there's three right and henry county made it to their team though they're not in our area, they're kind of you know we we have they're an arch them. rival, yeah. yeah. So they they actually a, yeah. they're playing. They took out Beach and got into that uh, title game, and also not really local, but Memphis actually has uh, the private school. It's Briarcrest versus Memphis University School. So both oh, West it's an all Memphis teams, championship, yeah. yeah. yeah for the uh, I think the, I forget what division that said that is, but. Yeah, they're, they're the oh uh, division two class AAA. Yeah, I was about to say so that'd be the big, whatever the biggest one in the private, private school is. So yeah. it's all, and then of course Whitehaven uh, made it 
into their into the championship game. They're a Memphis school, but that's still West Tennessee. West Tennessee dominating this year, you know, and it hasn't always been the case because a lot of times you end up with uh, and then you've still got some now. You still got Alcoa in there. Uh, you, I imagine, uh, is Maryville in on? Uh, I didn't see him. No, no Maryville's three A, aren't they? I can't remember now. I but so. uh, anyway, uh, we're getting some. We're definitely getting some good schools right here in the West Tennessee area and uh, representing well up there. And I really think, man, I think that here's what I think that missing piece for Covington is there that wasn't there against Alcoa last year. I'll tell you where. Because last year, so I'm looking on the field. When I went uh, last year to the game, I guess I'm going to have to be quick about this because I say we're coming up on a break. So when I went to the game last year, uh, I saw Alcoa and I saw Covington. And Alcoa, the guys are, I mean, like twice as tall, it seemed like, as the Covington guys. Like, they were big, right? And I'm thinking, ah, man, this might not be good. It It wasn't even a factor. The Covington line plays so far above their size because they use their athleticism that it really wasn't a factor how big they were. And to me, when you look at what Alcoa did last year, and they did a lot of things well, but you look at what Covington brings in this year, they are what they were last year, plus a more accurate, more experienced Brock Lomax, plus... The addition of Marcus Hayes to the running game without really any subtraction from the running game. Right. So those are two big key factors, I think, that last year they had to, uh, the Chargers, in order to uh, kind of get back in the game at one point, they had to rely on Brock Lomax and his arm. And uh, I think that for the most part, Alcoa was kind of able to shut that down a little bit. They didn't expect it. They popped him on a couple ones. If I remember right, I think they popped him on a couple of good pass plays at first, but then it kind of stopped working. I don't think that's the case this year. Brock is uh, Brock is this year much more accurate than he was last year, much more accurate according to the stats um, than, than he was last year. And I really think that the missing pieces, they're in place right now uh, for Covington against Alcoa. Now, in fairness to Alcoa, I haven't seen them play a single game, so I don't know how, how well they are compared to how they were last year. But uh, but I know that Covington was the second-best team in the state last year, and they're better this year. Yeah. I do know that. And we know both teams are 14-0. Yep. And I think this is the only title game. We're I think this is so right awesome. Team. A rematch. It's yeah. so great. And they're both unblemished records, too. So this, this, is, yeah. this, is, uh, yeah. this is the way you want your championships to be right here. Right, right. This is, it would have been much better if, uh, I'm glad they didn't lose to Stratford and some team that came into the playoffs 2-8. and eight. Right, play, right. A team that, look, had they won the state championship, their final record would have been 7-8. and eight. Oh, yeah. You, you could that win the state championship with a losing record. They ought to do something about that, by the way. Maybe we should have had uh, uh, somebody from TWSAA on. We can straighten them out on what they need to do. All right. All right. All right, well, uh, I got Jeff Ireland coming up next. We'll talk more high school football on the other side of the break. It's Adam and Chad on U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM and the U.S. 51 Country mobile app. Welcome back to Adam and Chad. There seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. On U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM. All right, welcome back in. Adam and Chad here on U.S. 51 Country. 
Talking high school football, joined on the phone now by our good friend, a man on his way to Cookville, Tennessee, the the Tennessee Tech campus. He would have gotten a couple extra days if they hadn't uh, taken him off the Brownsville paper and moved him to Kyerville. But he, you might still, you cover Briarcrest, right? So you still get an extra day, right, Jeff? Briarcrest, yeah, they're they're not playing in, in a state title game. Oh, I thought you just, I thought Adam, did you not just say Briarcrest was playing against MUS? Yeah, it's. Uh, hold on, let me pull it back up. Yeah, it should. Be. Sure <laughs> I'm afraid that's that's incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, no, uh, I'm sorry, Brentwood Academy. Oh my That's goodness! It yeah, it showed Briar, the little thing. It was looking. It was showing it wrong. So I, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Briar, yeah, Briarcrest got eliminated. <laughs> my Montgomery. Bill, so. <laughs> For the record, I didn't get taken uh, off of the uh, Haywood. The, the newspaper closed. So. Oh no! <laughs> I was trying to spare yeah. your company a little That's bit. That's fine. And, uh, I don't <laughs> care. They're gone. I don't really care. So, but <laughs> For the record, yeah. But yeah, no, I I knew that. I was just trying okay. to soften the oh, blow. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that. It doesn't matter to me. I'm I'm just an employee, you know, trying to make some money. So whatever. So that, their cruddy little operation over there in Brownsville got shut down. So now I can't go to the Haywood Championship game tomorrow. But what do you? <laughs> I can tell that. But. <laughs> what what do, you, what do you think about that? Uh, Haywood and Covington both making it to the championship this year. Uh, it's pretty incredible for this area. Got a lot of. Uh, you got a lot of teams. If you extend it down to the Memphis area, uh, you know, quite a few teams represented from West Tennessee in uh, the finals this week. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty pretty good representation, I guess. Are those the only two West Tennessee teams? I think is that right? Is there any other anybody other than Haywood or Covington there? Yeah, Henry County, Whitehaven. Oh, that's, yeah, Whitehaven. That's right. Henry yeah, you're County, right. That's right. MUS. That's right. MUS. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised at Los Angeles. That was, that was a big surprise to me. I really thought there'd be another one there, but um, yeah, it's you know. So there's let's see, there's how many are there? I think there's nine championship games. So West Tennessee has about five. So yeah, that's that's pretty good. Well, uh, the one that, of course, uh, most people listening to the show care about is Covington's game on Saturday versus Alcoa, a rematch of last year's title game, and. Uh, you need some more time to sort through your paper or what? <laughs> I was just opening some cheese puffs for my son. He's, he's good now. He's going to wait until I got on the radio to decide he needed it. He needed checking it your notes. Dinner. That's what it sounded like. That was loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it should be a fun game. I, mean, I sat down and talked today with um, with Coach Wheeler and three of the players, uh, Brock Lomax, Rob Hendren, and um, uh, Josh Garrity today. And so, yeah, you know, it's. You know, who knows what's going to happen. But, you know, the one thing they did point out that I hadn't really thought of until I started talking to them is that this is the first time Covington has been to two state title games in a row, which is significant in that, you know, these guys are going to be somewhat familiar with the situation, which it is really weird to go to a college campus and play a game on a Saturday during the middle of the day with a huge crowd. It, It is different. It can be overwhelming. So these guys, you know, most of the guys on this squad or many of them are, have been there before, you know, last year, and so they should be – that shouldn't overwhelm them or freak them out or anything. So that's – that'll help Covington, I think. Yeah, it, it's uh, – and they play this team last year. They, yeah. And the core of uh, – but the only bad thing is – not bad thing, but the only thing that maybe negates that advantage is that the the other team is in the same position – Except yeah. for they've been to the championship, uh, I think it's eight out of the last nine years. 
Yeah, exactly. Right, and yeah, I talked with Coach Wheeler about that today, and he, he of course, acknowledged that. But I guess his point was, you know what, it's just it helps that they that Kevin has been there before. Obviously, they're not going to have some kind of advantage in that way, but it's better than not not oh, having yeah. been there. Well, in other it's words. not a disadvantage yeah. for sure. I mean, right. uh, there, it, it's uh, it's not last year, uh, and I think that they've also been able to overcome adversity in a in a little bit better way this year. Last year. Let me say, last year they won a couple of close games because they beat Milan and they beat uh, Pearl Cone last year in close games. This year, though, they've had some games where they came out really flat and still managed to win the game. And even, uh, you know, in a couple of games where it didn't look like it was going to go their way. So, at least early on. And uh, what was it, the South Gibson game until the very end. Right, right. And so... It was. I, I think this team uh, is better prepared for this situation, and they're all, of course, wanting revenge. And and it's time to knock Alco off the hill. Honestly, I mean, it's it's about time they got beat. And uh, uh, I, I think yeah. Covington's got the team to do it. I think Brock Lomax is a better quarterback this year than he was last year, and I think he was pretty good last year. I uh, and I, you know, they did. And Marcus Hayes wasn't carrying the ball for the uh, number of carries that he's getting per game now. And so, I don't know. I think those factors all play well for Covington right now. I think so. And, you know, and they'll be, you know, like we said, they'll be familiar with the setting. They'll also be familiar with the team, you know, because they know they can play with Alcoa. Right. Because last year we know what happened at the end. But, I mean, they were with them. I mean, it wasn't like they got overwhelmed or anything. So, they'll be, no, I think they'll have, they'll have some confidence going into that game and feeling like they can play with them, just make a couple more plays, and, you know, things can, can come out differently this year. Yeah, and I think uh, it, it'll come from. Uh, a, I think it'll be really good if they can come out and establish themselves. I think, in a way, the team last year felt like they were playing from behind before the game ever started. I think they look across the field at a multiple, multiple time state champion, and the this is something that. You know, Covington hasn't been since, what, what was it, 12, 2012 that they went? Uh, I believe so, yeah. n- Nobody that was in school last year was at the last time that Covington went this far. And uh, so I, I, it was, you know, bright lights, all of that stuff played into it last year. And this year it's, uh, okay, we've done this before. Now we've got the one more goal of winning this game and getting this championship. And I, I think, like you said, nerves, I think, are going to be at a minimum. I don't think they'll feel overwhelmed by the moment, and I don't think they're going to look across the field at a, at Alcoa. I mean, they had to at least a little bit, because I looked at Alcoa and I said, man, those guys are bigger than our guys. And uh, I, I know that they have to have that in their mind a little bit, but they played them now, and they know that that didn't make a difference last year. So I think they'll feel better about that this year. Yeah, I think they're going to be, you know, comfortably confident. They're not going to be overconfident for sure, but I think they'll be confident to know they can play with these guys. And yeah, Alcoa's—they're kind of a funny team. I, I know you said they looked bigger than Covington, but they might be a little bit bigger. But you know, you see them coming off the bus, so to speak, and you see them, you know, going through their warm-ups, and they're not like they don't have a bunch of D1 guys, a bunch of six-five, two twenty, you know, guys running around. They're really a modestly sized team, you know. So I mean. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, probably exaggerating the yeah, size difference right. a little bit. Yeah, it does yeah. sound like I'm saying right. that they're I mean, all. Covington probably not. has more athletes than them, really. It's, it's almost one of those deals where, you know, how when Covington plays some 
team from Memphis, you know, where one team has better athletes than the other team and one team executes better than the other team, all that, that kind of scenario, which we deal with all the time. It's, it's almost like that, you know. I mean, Covington right. is, has, has, uh, probably has, has them out-athleted a little bit. But, I mean, Alcoa is just such a efficient was a word that uh, Marty Wheeler kept using was efficient, which is what they really are. They just don't make mistakes. And, and you know, what Covington's going to need to do is just, you know, Alcoa, if, if they do make a couple mistakes, they'll take advantage of those mistakes and make them pay for it and, you know, just play a, play their game and, you know, see what happens. It'll, it'll be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, – to heading heading up there, down there, over there, however you phrase that, and uh, yeah, having some fun. So yeah. it should be a good time. That's a good point, and I I do I did probably I'm, I make it sound a lot bigger difference than it is in the size because it's not like they're giants compared to right. It's not like what was that kid from uh, Brighton that ended up going to Tennessee um, a few years ago uh, that shaved the T in yeah. his head for the. I can't think of his you name, know but I know, I know you're talking about yeah. But like yeah. now, when he was on the field with other players. It was incredible how much bigger he was. Like right. he was NFL size, and nobody else on the field was even close. Like, but it's right. and it's not that kind of a, a disparity it's here. Not. It's, not. Uh, it's, so, it's really not. But yeah. uh, uh, but you know, like I'm just excited to get it started. I'm excited for the uh, game this weekend. I know you'll be there uh, covering uh, the game on Saturday for the leader. And I didn't know if there were any particular things that you were looking for. And one thing I want to know is what you think, because you talked to Coach Wheeler today. Do you think that they'll throw the ball a little more? <laughs> that, and uh, and yeah. here's why I say that, because I think there could be some success with that against Alcoa. Yeah, I think they will. You know, I thought about asking Wheeler that, but I ended up not, not doing that. But um <laughs> You know, it's just the second half of the year, you know, Covington really didn't pass the ball that much. They really kind of backed off of the passing game. And, you know, I'm not 100% sure why. I mean, I know for sure the semifinal game they didn't because the conditions were just horrific, you know. But, yeah, I think they're going to, you know, they're going to pull out all the all the stops for sure. And I'm sure that'll be a thing. But, they, you know, we talked about before, they don't really have that, that breakaway wide receiver like they had last year and, and, and uh, Tyrese Winfrey, you know, they don't have right, that guy yeah. that's kind of proven himself this year. So I don't know how much they're going to try and do that, but I'm sure they'll get, they'll get creative and, you know, co- you know, coach Kirby, of course, is their offensive coordinator. And I'm sure they're probably plotting as we speak, you know, to figure out a good game plan. And last year they had a really great game plan. It worked so well, just a couple of mistakes kind of uh, blew it up, but you know, I don't know if they'll pass or more or not. I would assume they would, but, you know, I don't know. I, I, just, I feel sometimes kind of ridiculous trying to get into that because I'm not qualified. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be ridiculous <laughs> for me to suggest that Wheeler and Kirby do something different strategically, you know, because that's <laughs> absurd for me to suggest that. I don't know what I'm talking about. So I, I don't know. But I, I'm, I'm sure Man. the passing game will, will come you, into play. See, you're not, good. You're not as good at the sports hall radio thing as we are because we know how to pretend that we <laughs> right. know what we're right. talking about. We, don't, right. we never admit that we don't really know. We, we pretend <laughs> right. that we know it all. And speaking of knowing, I, right. I, did, I was told on here, Charles Mosley is the player that y'all Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, speaking of Brighton, uh, we'll move on to the other news of the day. Uh, you've got an article at CovenantLeader.com, Coach Robin Jacobs. And we'll have him on the show in the next segment uh, to oh, talk really? to okay. him personally about it. But he tendered his resignation as football coach apparently right before the holiday 
although uh, the news just broke today uh, that he had actually stepped down as football coach. He'll remain as softball coach and uh, teaching at Brighton High School, right? Right. Yeah, he is. And uh, so I guess the the question that I would ask you is, uh, was it a – how shocking was it to you it, because you're maybe you know more about like you're more on the inside of programs than I am, so maybe you heard something first. It kind it took me by surprise, honestly. I know this season wasn't great, but it took me by surprise. They went to the state semifinal last year, and I felt like this was just kind of one of those years. But outside of his first year as a head coach, he's had a sustained success at Brighton. And so now that may have nothing to do with the decision. And that's something I'll ask him in the next segment. But uh, I don't know. To me, it it did. But we all know that, you know, usually when somebody resigns, they were asked to resign. Uh, And so is that, first of all, do you think, Jeff, that that's what happened is that he was asked to resign? And uh, second, what do you think about the move? Yeah, you know, I, I talked to Coach Jacobs today and yesterday about it, and he is—he's saying that he, you know, he resigned. He's kind of being vague about it. He's—he's, he's, you know, towing the, the company line, so to speak, and that kind of thing. But I've talked to some other people around that I know, and I'm pretty convinced that he was asked to resign. And yeah, I'm with you. I don't understand why he would have been asked to resign. I mean. You know, just a season ago, he took them to the state semifinals, you know, the, right. the best season in, in Brighton history. And the two years before that, he went to the playoffs and won a region championship. He had a bad year this year, but, you know, that, that happens. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. I'm pretty, pretty sure that he was asked to resign, but I, he did not tell me that. So I, I don't know. And if he was asked to resign, I, I don't understand why he was. It makes no sense to me. He's, Right. He's a great guy, good coach, you know, uh, just so loyal, you know. I, I don't yeah. understand why that happened, if that happened, but, you know, it's it's weird. I, I was surprised to answer your other question. I was very surprised. Somebody told me, actually, at the Covington playoff game uh, Friday night, somebody told me that, and I really thought they didn't know what they were talking about. You know, so I, <laughs> I would have thought the same thing. If somebody had told right, me yeah. that last week, I would have said, yeah, I don't know yeah. about that. Yeah, so I looked. At, I texted, you know, the, the Brighton Athletic Director, Brian Croson, and he confirmed it, and so I – you know, reached out to Robin and we talked about it. So yeah, that's that's a big surprise, and I don't really understand it, but that's that is where we are. So anyway, yeah, he's a, just a, one of my favorite coaches of all time. Just the nicest guy you ever want to meet. And, oh yeah, yeah. I kind of I kind of hate it for him if, if that's how it went down. Yeah, uh, that's that. I feel the exact same way. I, I you know he's a great guy, and uh, you know I, I hope in the end if it was something he wanted, then you know I, I hope it ends up being good for him. Uh, but. I, it, it definitely took me by a complete surprise, and uh, I uh, now I guess I, or everybody's wondering is is there somebody on tap? Is there somebody on staff, or are they going to look for somebody else? What do you know about the search for the next coach? All right, you want a juicy rumor? Yeah. Okay, this is completely yeah. a rumor, but <laughs> okay, unsubstantiated, <laughs> but. Yeah. Here is, the, the uh, same, yeah. The same person who told me that he had resigned told me that um, that Will Wolf was a candidate for the job. Will Wolf coming back? Will wow! Wolf. Yeah, um, yeah. I, so, well, where is he now? He is at Hernando, I believe. He's been there. You know, he he left. Whatever. I think before. Yeah, I think when he, he left was when Jacobs got hired. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jacobs. Yeah, so, 
came, uh, and so now they're talking about bringing Wolf back. Is uh, the rumor? Hold on, breaking news. <laughs> Jeff so Ireland, rumor, Jeff right? Ireland reports. Rumor. <laughs> right. I got an even juicy rumor from our buddy Jerry up in Wisconsin. Okay, he says they're making room for Mike McCarthy. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> Green Bay Packers. You know about that one, Jeff? You, know, you got got any confirmation on that? I don't know. McCarthy yeah, will be looking for a job. Mess, so what's his name? He's <laughs> Hugh, maybe Freeze. Hugh, yeah, Freeze Hugh Freeze is. Yeah. I'm telling you this. Hugh Freeze will be Tennessee's <laughs> offensive coordinator here very soon. Tennessee's offensive coordinator, uh, by the way, took the job at uh, Western Kentucky as the head coach, and number one in the in the uh, clubhouse for the job at Tennessee is Hugh Freeze. They want Hugh Freeze for their offensive coordinator, uh, as long as he promises to not use the school's cell phone to get escorts anymore. <laughs> They're not saying you can't get escorts. You just can't use the school phone to do it. Use the internet for goodness sake. That's this right. Is, yeah, it's what everybody else does. My goodness, Jeff. I just realized that uh, we really are starting to run over here, and I've got to get to the other side so I can get Coach Jacobs on the line. But I appreciate you joining us, my man, and we will talk to you again next week after a Covington High School 3A championship. Sounds awesome. Look forward to it. All right, later, thanks, buddy. Jeff. All right, when we come back, we will have Coach Robin Jacobs from Brighton High School. Talk to him about his resignation over the weekend. It's Adam and Chad on US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. You're listening to Adam and Chad. And boom goes the dynamite. On US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. All right, welcome back in. Adam and Chad, US 51 Country, 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app. You can join in in the conversation on Facebook Live. And we have joining us on the phone right now, Coach Robin Jacobs, Brighton High School. Uh, Coach Jacobs, uh, we've got you on here. Uh, you tendered your resignation as football coach at Brighton. And just, I just wanted to give you a minute just to uh, kind of address that and uh, then go from there. So uh, just tell us what, what happened, and, uh, and we'll go from there. Well, you know, uh, Chad, you know, I don't know if the timing is, is ever right to do that. But, you know, uh, you know a couple of weeks ago, uh, uh, you know, did the resignation for the football and going to stay on the school and, and coach and uh, softball and then teach and do some other things there, but you know it's um, it was a couple of weeks ago, but uh, you know it's one of those things. It is what it is, and uh, we're going to move on, and we're going to try to make the the best of everything. And remember with all the good stuff, and and move on. Well, coach, I know that uh, I know that you're not going to answer this, but I probably wouldn't be doing my job if I asked. Uh, were you asked to resign, or or did you decide to resign? <laughs> well, I knew you was going to ask that one. But, uh, or no comment. Oh, probably, probably, probably need to go to your next question. <laughs> okay. He's got to plead the well, fifth. Coach, uh, he, of course, you had uh, plenty of success as coach at Brighton High School last year going to the state semifinals. Uh, and uh, this year didn't turn out, of course, the way you would want it to, a three and seven year this year. Uh, but, uh, you know, with some bright spots, I'll say, you had a great quarterback in Nick Johnson. Uh, I think he maybe wasn't as consistent as you wanted, but uh, definitely a smart kid and uh, a guy who was able to 
to call plays in the pocket, which is not common for a high school quarterback. Well, you know, uh, Chad, you know, he finished uh, third, I believe, in the Chevy Metro passing. He, you know, he passed for, t- oh, I think, a little over 2,000 yards. Uh, for his career, he's, I think he's got 3,200 already. Uh, uh, and hopefully, you know, next year he's going to get a chance to, to throw the ball again. And uh, he's got a big receiver out there, Keontae Newsome. He's a top 10 receiver in Chevy Metro and yards and also touchdowns. Uh, you know, that's going to be a very big uh, duo out there. And, you know, they've got another one that got hurt. I don't know if anybody remembers with Dalton. Uh, Dickerson, uh, the 6'4 receiver that just 10th grade that broke his collarbone in a game. And he is uh, going to be, uh, you need to put him on your watch list next year. Dalton Dickerson is going to be a good player. Well, uh, Coach, I, I definitely want to say that uh, you, I, you're a great coach. You're a great person. You know, you're our uh, favorite interview on the show always. <laughs> and uh, uh, so, and um, we're glad to hear you're staying on as a softball coach at Brighton, and uh, and we turn our attention to that here soon. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you have coming back in softball this year? Uh, we're going, we got a, a really good incoming class of uh, ninth graders, and uh, we got a good influx of juniors and sophomores and seniors uh, that coming in. Uh, the future looks really, uh, really good for us, Chad. I mean, we you know we got uh, some young pitchers, and we get a break or two. You know, we could have a really good team this year. You know, we're, you know, we're going to play a tough schedule again, but you know, if we could win a couple games, we're not supposed to. They could get the confidence, and it it carry over the whole year. Well, we're definitely looking forward to that, Coach, and I, I won't keep you too long, but I just wanted to get you on here and uh, uh, just give you the chance to sort of uh, tell everybody in your own words uh, what was going on, and uh, we'll certainly miss you as the Brighton High School football coach, but definitely glad you're staying on as Brighton softball coach. Well, man, give me a call anytime, you know. And, Chad, i got to, you know, tell my wife and family, uh, you know, thank you for all they've done, and you know, my parents come to every game, and, you know, it's a, it, it's a big deal. And, uh, you know, I appreciate it. Won't miss it. Uh, talking to famous alumni like you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. But, man, I, hey, I appreciate everything y'all do. Y'all do a great job promoting high school athletics. And, uh, you know, like uh, I told my wife, I just I thought I got a lot smarter uh, a couple of weeks ago as far as coaching-wise. You know, I, I'm not going to miss any calls. I I can second guess everything now. And <laughs> right. have it done. That's exactly right. Yeah. I can't miss you can anything. Do, you can do our job I, now. <laughs> I can do it, man. I can, I, I can do that. But I don't know what you call them. And I, I haven't been so long, but I don't know what you call them. But Clowns? I can be that <laughs> yeah, I, I can, hey, I'll, I'll fit that bill pretty good. But, but man, y'all have been great. And thank y'all so much for all the kindness, man. All right. Well, well thank you, Coach. We appreciate, we appreciate you joining us, and we'll be talking to you again in the future. Thank you, sir. All right, Thank Coach you, Robin Jacobs. Brighton High School resigned as their uh, head football coach, staying on as softball coach, and so definitely looking forward to more success in in uh, softball for oh, the Brighton awesome. High School Cardinals as they move forward. Uh, now we will also keep our finger on the pulse, of course, of who they name as football coach next. Uh, we don't know anything right now. You heard Jeff Ireland had a rumor, but it's really all it is is a rumor. And, uh, you know, for all we know, Jeff could have made that up for entertainment. You know, right, I, was, right, I, don't, right. I don't think he's in the habit of doing right, that. But right, it, right. It's, uh, we don't know. We'll shift now to college football because uh, it is an exciting week in college football. The conference championships are here And somehow, we wrote them off in what, week four? The University of Memphis is playing in a conference championship this week. 
They're going to UCF. They're going to Orlando. They're playing undefeated UCF. You know how many things had to break their way for this to happen? It was a lot because it came down to they had to beat Houston in the game last week, and that forced a three-way tie that made them the winner because of Tulane losing to Houston. So really what had to happen is the week before, Houston had to beat Tulane. Memphis had to be Houston's biggest fan the week before. They had to beat SMU. Then they had to hope Houston beat Tulane, which they did. Then they had to play Houston and beat Houston to get to a three-way tie for the West Division in which they win the tiebreaker through a series of crazy common opponent situations, right? At the same time, things not to... uh, I don't want to sound like I'm celebrating an injury because I'm not, but things seem to keep breaking their way because the undefeated 23-24 games in a row now, UCF Knights, 23 games in a row, I think, uh, their starting quarterback for all of those games went out with injury last week against South Florida and will not be playing in the game on Saturday. He had to have surgery immediately. It was rough, by the way. Did you see that? He just now, uh, I actually was reading today, he he's okay now, but he had to get the blood flow restored in his leg because it yeah. did some damage. He's going to have to have reconstructive surgery. Like it was a traumatic. They kept saying it was a traumatic injury. He had to have surgery right away. I mean, he, he's up talking and all that. It's not like you know that it infect his brain or anything. But he uh, now it's it's scary as to whether how he'll be going forward as far as playing football because they said it's a uh, a Joe Theismann type injury that might not heal right. You know, you never know. We hate that for him, but he. Uh, it was it was pretty bad. I saw I saw the video and I, and it was uh pretty pretty rough. It was so it wasn't like it's not an easy uh, one to come back from. It either. wasn't like the Louisville basketball player thing. Right, like it right. wasn't gross. This was up around but the knee. He got hit in the knee and in the video, like you can see it. It is. It's almost like I guess it. What it did is it completely knocked his uh, knee like out of place. Right, because it, yeah. it was his leg Joint and all, was totally making way. like an arch. Right, it was like a, a, a an arch shape sideways on his leg, like like right. like they uh, like old cartoons, bow legged cowboys, you know, mm-hmm. like that was what one of his legs looked like. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, it had to be painful, and you knew that it was bad news because uh, I mean they they carted him off the field and not only that they stabilized his leg before they carted him off the field and uh whenever that happens then they already know it's serious and uh but otherwise they would have thrown him on a board or something taking him into the medical tent and all this and that's not what happened so mckenzie milton got hurt now on the upside for central florida their backup quarterback came in and they were only up by seven at that point over U, uh, South Florida, and they went on to beat South Florida into the ground. Now, South Florida's not as good this year as they were last year, but they went ahead to, to beat them down with the backup quarterback. The thing is, too, for Memphis, you don't know a lot about the backup quarterback. The only real tape you've got on him, you got tape on him from two games because he started against East Carolina this year. I don't remember why that was, but I do know that he started against East Carolina this year, and then he played the rest of that game against South Florida. That's the only real tape you have on the guy, and you don't know if they have different packages that they're going to introduce for this guy. Um, So it's it's still a challenge, and you're still talking about a team full of 
Uh, although they may be a little demoralized right now, probably with everything that's going on, you're talking about a team that's uh, full of guys that haven't lost a game in a really long time. And so it's a tough order for a Memphis team that's not as good this year as they were last year. Now, I, first, I don't think Central Florida is quite as good this year as they were last year. They even if they, step back, yeah. I think even if they were, it'd be hard to tell because their schedule's not as good this year right. as it was last well, year. Memphis showed outside. If it wasn't for the voodoo rain that happens, oh, that they would have won. I have no doubt in my mind that Memphis would have won that game. Might have been still close. and might only won by a field goal or something. They would have won that game. I think Central Florida would have still came back a little bit. Well, but Navy not, too. You know, and Navy, yeah, they really they the only made, the only loss in conference. The only beating loss. they took in conference was Tulane. Yeah. Now they took an absolute killing from Missouri. Yeah, but that was at a conference, and that's I mean you're going up against a mid tier SEC opponent with a high power if offense that. that turned out to be well this year they turned out to be better than it was at first it looked like they were going to be in the bottom feeders but they actually ended up coming on in the last part of the, actually right around the Memphis games when they hit their stride in their offense and they've been putting up some big points on a lot of people the last well let me games. say this you don't so, want that to be uh the turning you don't want the their game against you to be the, the the night they turned it on. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I think it was the game before that but, that they uh, actually did. It was they they really uh, they really pounded Memphis into the ground. But uh, Memphis still playing for an American Conference Championship. Now uh, here are the things that play with that. Uh, Memphis, if Memphis wins, it'll be their first outright conference championship since maybe the '60s. I think maybe they won one in the '60s. But other than that, they've tied for the conference championship once. Uh, they, uh, and that was when they didn't have a championship game. Uh, it was the first year of the American. Was that right? They didn't have a championship game and they tied. It was so, a three-way yeah. tie with Cincinnati and Central Florida, I think, uh, for, yeah, that uh, South Florida. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, and, uh, so you win an outright championship. What will this do to the new year's bowl picture? Well, if Central Florida loses to Memphis, clearly they're not going to get a new year's bowl because, uh, Boise State will play Fresno State this week for the Mountain West Championship. Now, uh, even though with a loss, with a close loss to Memphis, Central Florida would still be ranked above Boise or Fresno. They wouldn't be a champion. And the New Year's spot goes to the highest-ranked Powerless Five champion, not the highest-ranked Powerless Five team. Right. So... Uh, even though UCF would still probably, coming from the 9 spot or the 8 spot, wherever they end up, they would uh, they would still not fall behind Fresno or Boise in the rankings, but the highest-ranked champion would be Fresno or Boise, whoever wins that game. So if Memphis wins, that sends them to the New Year's Six Bowl, uh, which costs the conference a little bit of money. Uh, there are a couple of interesting scenarios out there right now, though, bowl-wise. Uh, of course, people are picking Memphis to lose to Central Florida. They're still uh, – Central Florida, I think, came out as a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Memphis, uh, e- even without McKenzie Milton. Yeah. Uh, so uh, with a loss to Central Florida, people are predicting this. Uh, ESPN, at least, is predicting in the bowls that Memphis could end up playing against either Vanderbilt or Virginia Tech, either one of those would be an interesting matchup. Yeah, I'd much rather have Virginia But in Tech the Birmingham Bowl, which yeah. i got to be honest with well, you, it doesn't there, excite me because I've been to the Birmingham Bowl. That's and so disappointing. I would want to see – like, Legion Field is so historic. It is, it is oh, such historic. a dump. 
Right. I mean, that's and, a nice way of putting it too. Yeah, and I hate to be mean yeah. about anybody's stadium All the or whatever. History there, like even for me being a Bama but, fan, it, it was I had never I hadn't been down there since I was young, and it was just I couldn't believe it. It I, is in such just dilapidated. Yeah. Nobody can ever complain about the Liberty Bowl ever. Oh, you know, like, it, it is that? like it's the Liberty Bowl, Bowl pre like improvements and then some. Right. Like so, you know how the Liberty Bowl used to have like cow cow barns and stuff next to it. And it's not quite like that, but it's just, it it's in well the middle be. of a neighborhood. Right. In not a fancy neighborhood. I don't, say the least. I don't recall seeing any paved parking. Hardly. It's anywhere mostly close. Gra mostly gravel and. Yeah. And, and uh, in the stadium, when you're in it, you feel like it could fall down at any minute. You know, like you feel oh, like yeah. parts of it could collapse at any minute. Not. It really has not been well taken care of. Uh, and. I don't really know that I want to go and see Memphis play in Birmingham again. Just I, because I, I don't. don't want that experience. That game day experience was not good. Yeah. And uh, I'd rather him go somewhere else. It would be interesting, and I might have to go if it was Virginia Tech. If it was Vanderbilt, I'd watch it on TV, even though I think it's an interesting game. I'd uh, rather him go to it's the an City Bowl. <laughs> it's an in-state deal. No, I would rather him go somewhere else. But <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying is, if it's Virginia Tech that they end up playing. Right, just because of Fuente. That's, that's, I, that might be intriguing enough to get me down the road to Birmingham. Um, but, I, you know, otherwise, I just don't know. Uh, now, to me, the interesting thing is the Big 12 is in a position where they're not going to fill all their bowl spots. Now, most likely, they'll go ahead and take the Liberty Bowl because it's against an SEC team, and they'll dump one of the bowls that are against uh, a Powerless Five team. Uh, but there is a small, small, tiny possibility that Memphis gets to the Liberty Bowl. Uh, and, uh, and, of course, then they would play an SEC team. Uh, it wouldn't be Vanderbilt most likely because Vanderbilt finished too far down in the SEC to get to the Liberty Bowl. Um, but there is a small possibility they come back to the Liberty Bowl. It's very small. but th And they would have to win against Central Florida to make that happen for sure, I would think. But uh, there, yeah. there are all kinds of interesting scenarios out there. Uh, and honestly, even though, like, you hate for the conference to lose all of that money, all those millions of dollars from the New Year's Six Bowl, I hope Memphis wins their first outright championship, man. I really do. Yeah. Go Tigers all the way, especially now that McKenzie Milton's hurt. And so I don't know that UCF can make a very great showing in a New Year's Bowl then I, I'm just ready to give it to Memphis, man. I'm ready for Memphis to win. I mean, I'm a Memphis fan. I would have been rooting for him anyway, but it would have been bittersweet had it been you broke Central Florida's record with their starting quarterback and took away their chance to go to a New Year's Bowl and remain undefeated and, and you know, maybe make the argument that, yeah, they should have been in the playoff, which, honestly, they had more of an argument last year than they have this year. This year, they're going to get left out. And here's the thing. Things are playing in their favor right now. But with their starting quarterback hurt, the committee's going to look at that. And there's no chance that the committee slips them in, even if everything that needs to happen happens. I believe that they had an outside shot. But when McKenzie Milton got hurt, there's no way they get put in. There's no way. The uh, two-loss team will go in ahead of them. I believe. Uh, I, I think maybe there was a slight chance that some people in the room would have argued for them had they not lost their starting quarterback. Yeah. 
Well, we'll go to halftime right now. When we come back, more college football. It's Adam and Chad, US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. Thanks to Coach Jacobs, my favorite coach from school. Uh, he coached me when I was in high school. Just the best coach, man. He's a, he's a guy who he'll get on you, but he'll encourage you, and uh, too. And that's sort of rare in coaches. Maybe not as much today, but it was back then. And uh, so anyway... Uh, just uh, great to talk to Coach Jacobs and wish him all the success in the future. Thanks to him for joining us. Uh, we'll get to the second half in just a moment. Got to take a news break here on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. Today's country and the classics for West Tennessee. Worldwide at us51country.com. WKBQ Covington is... US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. All right, it is halftime. That means it's time for your halftime score update. And something is going wrong with my thing here. I pushed the wrong button is what happened. Here we go. All right. In men's basketball, Penn State trailing Virginia Tech at halftime by two, 37-35. Virginia Tech's ranked number 13 right now. Number nine, Michigan State down 10 to Louisville, 25-15 in the first half in that one. And in the NBA, the... The Pistons lead the Knicks 49-39. The Heat lead the Hawks 28-25. And in the NHL, Senators and Flyers tied at one at the end of the first period. Sharks and Sabres tied at zero at the end of the first period. In the first period, Ducks and Lightnings tied at zero. And Hurricanes lead the Canadians 1-0 in the first period. In NCAA women's basketball, Boston College leads Providence 36-33 in the third quarter. Alabama and Stetson just getting underway. Alabama jumping out to a 6 nothing lead there. That is, by the way, there is a uh, Munford player playing for Alabama right now, so you may want to pay attention to Munford, uh, Alabama's women's team, uh, because I believe it's Gabby Crawford that is University of Alabama uh, player right now. Alright, that is your halftime score update. Back in just a moment, Adam and Chad, US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. You're listening to Adam and Chad. Eat my shorts. On US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. Adam and Chad, US 51 Country. Talking college football right now. It is championship week. We were talking about the Memphis game a little bit earlier. Oh, real quick. I had, uh, I just got informed that oh, hit us up. Gabby is at Ole Miss. Gabby is at Ole Miss. Not bad. Had she so not committed she to committed, Alabama, or was that a different player? Somebody different, I think. But I thought the same thing, so I guess either that or she switched. I'm not sure. But Miss Letitia is letting you know that. Oh, she's okay. At, <laughs> well, uh, she's at uh, Ole Miss. So. Well, no, so I'm he, glad. Yeah. Uh, I, I just uh, I was thinking that she had committed to Alabama. Maybe a different player, and it wasn't Gabby Crawford that I was thinking about. 
So yeah, I was thinking we uh, will. Uh, anyway, we'll check into that. We'll get back with you. Uh, like I said, championship week. We've already talked uh, Memphis, uh, the college football uh, championship. Uh, man, what am I saying? The college football. I can talk. I promise I can talk. Uh, the college football playoff has released their rankings today, uh, this evening, as a matter of fact, and they put uh, Ohio, Oklahoma ahead of Ohio State. Uh, even though Ohio State beat down Michigan this past weekend. And Michigan, even though they got beat down, still got put in ahead of Central Florida somehow with their two losses and one embarrassing loss. They're ahead of Central Florida. That's got to be because Central Florida's starting quarterback is hurt. That's the only reason that that could happen. Uh, so Alabama's still at number one, Clemson number two, Notre Dame number three. That's no... Uh, that's no surprise there, although Notre Dame, to me, should be questioned. Um, but that's a, maybe a topic for another day. I don't know, maybe a topic for today. I've been talking about it all week. The The idea that conference championships are meaningless is crazy to me. Why have them? If I'm the Big 12, this is my argument. I, uh, if I'm the Big 12... Why would I add a championship game? Now, they did, and I know why they did, for money. But you already, first of all, you play around Robin. So there's no question, like, if you had a real tie-breaking procedure, uh, like you should, like they just had in the West in, in the American, uh, like every other conference has, if you had a three-way tie-breaking procedure in a, t- in a conference whose uh, motto is one true champion, and name three co-champions. If you didn't have something stupid like that, you wouldn't have to have a championship game. You've already played everybody. It's already clear who wins. And so, to me, there's no advantage to playing a championship game. So let's look at Oklahoma this weekend. Right now, Oklahoma sits in the five spot. Georgia will most likely lose to Alabama, which would put Oklahoma into number four uh, if they didn't play a championship game. If the Big 12 didn't play a championship game, Georgia goes and loses to Alabama this weekend, Oklahoma gets to number four. Actually, that, I don't know, Ohio State beating, uh, even though it's just Northwestern, they in the past, that Ohio State would have jumped them. That's how they got left out in the first year. That's why they went to, a, well, supposedly why they added that extra game because that's what got them, I think, well, the first but here, year of the let playoff. Me, let me just say this, though. So this championship game hurts Oklahoma. To me, it still hurts Oklahoma more because if they lose it, they're done. There's oh, right. no oh, shot. Yeah. At, they have right? a lot more to lose. Oh yeah. And uh, it's been proven by Alabama last year and Notre Dame this year that you don't have to have play in a conference championship game. It does you. It is more advantageous to not play a thirteenth game than it is to play one. Because Alabama lost to Auburn in the last week of the regular season, which kept them out of the championship game, and they got selected to go into the playoffs. Had they had to play Georgia in the championship game, I mean, they had to have a second-half comeback to win the championship against Georgia, right? Had they had to play Georgia in the championship game and lost, even if they had beaten Auburn, but then turned around and lost to Georgia, they wouldn't have made it into the playoffs. They wouldn't have lost the championship game and then made it into the playoff. It was because of taking the loss and then not having the extra game 
and some other teams that did have the extra game losing that game. That's what allowed Alabama to get in is because some people lost conference championship games. All Alabama lost was a regular season game and didn't play for a conference championship. Right. Well, now this year and that could Notre change, Dame though. isn't in a conference. But what could debunk the whole thing on you this time? Well, the one thing for Notre Dame, as much as I don't, I don't like giving credit because I think it's garbage. They're not in a conference. Different from not having a championship versus being not being in a conference. They are on a tighter rope because if they lose one game, they're done. You know, it's over for them. They're not getting into the playoff. Whereas, like with Alabama, I don't think that's true at all. No, I don't think that's week, true at all. Never, oh, it's I think it true. absolutely depends on who they lost to. I think no, had I think, Michigan beat them, had Michigan barely beat them instead of them beating Michigan at the beginning of the year, it wouldn't make a difference, and Notre Dame I, would still be in the mix. I, I, they'd be in the mix, but by the time it all played out, they would be out. Because right, if you think about it right now, say that happened, and right now Notre Dame was number five or six. They're sitting on that outside looking in. Or actually number four. We'll say they're number four with one loss. Well, they're at eleven and one, but their season's over. Now you got these other teams behind them. Say you got a uh, Georgia. In this case, well, it wouldn't be Georgia because Georgia would probably be up above them. We'll say uh, I don't know Ohio. Well, Ohio State. Ohio State's where they are right now. Ohio State beats Northwestern, and Notre Dame's sitting there idle. Ohio State jumps ahead of Notre Dame. And they get in the playoff. Notre Dame's out. Even if they just lie, the only loss is to Michigan. Going way back because they they look at it and go, well, Ohio State just beat the crap out of Michigan. Now Ohio State's here or not? Ohio State just won their conference. They've got twelve. I'm just wins, saying you're one. you're saying it would automatically it wouldn't automatically disqualify them. If just they're out though, I if mean, there they, were they can't afford to if, lose if a, a one loss Notre Dame is one of only four teams with one loss or no losses, then they're getting in. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I think there are one. Now, if yeah, you think there's a two-loss team that would get in ahead no, of a one-loss well, Notre Dame would have ever? Be, but there's no. never been a, all two losses. That's the same. There's, there's always but it's been possible least... right now. You look at it right now, and so if Alabama law or if Alabama beats Georgia, they got two losses. Ohio State and Oklahoma both lost. They got two losses. Now you go back and you give Michigan the number one, uh, the the win over Ohio over Notre Dame then Notre Dame's got one loss now they're in the mix that'd be yeah that'd be the only way they'd be and even then yeah cuz you like I said I, I even agree then they would think two, about they would probably because they lost to them. Michigan if Michigan was right. one loss but if Michigan ended up picking up like another loss somewhere loss. else right and they're the only one loss team then they would get in because they think that much of Notre Dame they think that Notre Dame because of the name of the right. school they they and honestly, Notre Dame has barely done. Look, some of the teams they played have been better. Some of the teams they played have been ranked, and, and I get all of that, right? They've not. They've they've barely done though. They've not done what Alabama's done. Let me say that they've not done what Alabama's done. So don't act like to act like that they're on that level. They're not Alabama. They're not Clemson. They're not now. Well, they're, 2012, we found. In out. my idea, they're but you don't you disagree with me on this. I think they're better than the 2012 team. I think they're better than that team. See, I, I think they had a much I, better. I, I I do think they're better than that team, but I'm saying that I still don't think they're on the quite that level. Yeah, I don't think they're a top four. If team. they were a conference champion, I'd be willing to give them a shot. And so, to me, conference championships should matter, but they don't. No. The playoff committee said when it first formed that conference championships weigh heavily in our decisions and that when it comes to ties in a room, conference championships will make 
uh, you know, a lot of difference. But when it came to a tie in a room last year between Penn State and Alabama, Penn well, State gets left it out. That it's always come down to and conference find, championship. They didn't even play for one. Right. Well, they Alabama didn't even first. play for one. But, and and I'm not even knocking on Alabama. I'm not even saying they weren't the best team. But here's what the selection committee did. They said, okay, well Alabama is uh, though we can tell by looking that they're a much better team. So we want to put the best teams in there. Well, that's fine, but that's not what you said. And by the way, that's not how tournaments work. Uh, here's to me the solution to all of it. Seriously, I think the most exciting, the, the way you get the most out of the entertainment side of it, plus you get the fairness side of it. Because, I mean, honestly, if you want to go complete fairness, the BCS system before they brought the polls in was the most fair system. The one started in 98, or in the 97 season. The, uh, uh, when Tennessee won the first one, it was all computers. There were no humans. It was all computer well, algorithms. Towards the end, they started adding the AP poll. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about pre-adding the AP poll and coaches poll or Harris right. poll or whatever into the fact into the decisions. It was the most fair when it was just computers, but it didn't provide the best matchups, and people liked the eye test and all of that. So they went to the polls, and then now the polls get to where oh well, you know what about leaving Boise State out all this time, and then what about uh, right. uh you know, other teams that maybe because if there's three undefeated teams, what do you do and stuff like that? And uh, so they bring the playoff in. And now they talk about expanding the playoff, which to me is for the most part the wrong way to go because you could play no more football if you just put heavier weight, if you just put all the weight on conference championships. To me, if you expand the playoff, here's what you do you go to six teams. This is my idea. I think this is fair enough, but also. One rewards uh, conference championships. Two provides the best entertainment. Uh, we all know, uh, and I also think too that it, it sort of uh, preserves this idea of the regular season. What they should do is the group. They should have the Power Five conferences. Each one of those, they should have six teams. All five Power Five conference champions are in the playoff. And the highest-ranked powerless five champion is in the playoff. The top two teams, however ranked by the committee, the top two teams get a bye. And uh, then, but, so once they play the conference championship, now the bottom-ranked four teams, they all play each other, then the top two right. teams play. And then, so it's a three-round playoff instead of a two-round playoff. But conference championships are basically like a qualifying round also so you end up whittling it down even more you also give more credence to the regular season because they always said for the playoff and now they say for expanding the playoff well we don't want to diminish the regular season because look at basketball nobody even watches basketball until tournament time because the regular season doesn't matter and uh, so we want the regular season to matter in football if you want the regular season to matter then championships should matter conference championships should matter but when you let, and I, I'm not, it sounds like I'm knocking on Alabama. I'm really not. They're just the example that I have from last year. Uh, but I'll, I'll use Notre Dame too. But when you have a Notre Dame who's not even in a conference, they're not even in a conference. And uh, That's my bigger problem. Then you, uh, the uh, to me, they should have to be, you should right. have to be in a conference. NCAA you should have to be, and that's how you settle that, though, is you say conference champion. You have to be a conference champion to get in. 
Yeah, but and, they, they and started to say they, they there's no way they get, get in without it, right. uh, without being in a conference because you can't get in. So anyway, of course that would uh, create a whole other problem. Well, I don't think it would because yeah, you'll get an eight and four. Say you somehow flew. So it happened before. And so it what? Sucked. It sucked. That's part of the reason. It's weird. Florida State eight and four got in back yeah, back during the. Uh, uh, as well, it was a it was a bowl game, but the way it worked out, it they were eight and four. It was the Orange in. Bowl. It wasn't the national championship, right? But it still, it was like they didn't they have to hammered. go through a playoff to get there. They got to one game. Yeah, but it's still kind of the way the, the way they did the BCS and, and what happened in that game to that eight and four team? They got destroyed. Okay, and that's what would have happened in the first right, round of the playoffs, which wouldn't have made a difference. Right. But it's still, it, it, there's another team. Doesn't better, matter, like, man. It happens in the NFL got, all the I know, time. Right, but that's one thing I don't like. That's what you don't like about the right. NFL. But it's the most popular sport in the world. Yeah, but I'm saying, but the college playoff. That's why you uh, got world. The same, no, I mean soccer's the most popular sport in the world. But right. uh, but I'm saying, but the NFL is far and above never, beyond but it college football. Matter to college football, the powers that be. That's not going to. Here's what I'm saying, though, man. The, so you end up, you got like an Alabama over here that gets in. They lost a regular season game, and you're telling me that you want the regular season to remain important, but that Alabama losing a regular season game doesn't matter? That, well, that it matters. That keeps just, them from playing in the championship game? It they, can matter. It just they hasn't lost that their, way. They, they Basically, so the game between Alabama and Auburn last year was right. a division championship game that they lost. Right. And you're telling me that the regular season is supposed to matter. It would have mattered. It's, like, it's just been a unique situation in that case because they lost to a good team. If you had, well, if they had lost to so Citadel here we go this, this year, year, here we go if this they year, lost to Citadel. could be a unique situation. Oh, yeah, if they'd have lost to Citadel. That's what I'm I mean, saying. Though, that's why the whole season but, is important. Uh, it depends on who you lose to. It just so happens. You shouldn't be able to schedule first. a team well, like, like right that. Now, Alabama and Georgia. Mark my word. If Georgia beats Alabama this week, Alabama will get in. They will get in. But that's all, no, exactly what I'm talking only about. Only if Georgia beat now if Georgia beats them down, which ain't gonna happen. But if it happened, like say they beat them like twenty nine nothing, like they did Alabama did LSU, I don't think they'd get in at that point because that's a beat down. Now a close game within seven to ten, oh they get in because like you said that they're going against what they originally said. They're going for the four best teams. That's just how it is. It's, I mean it's not gonna change until they complete. And if that's that a, just let the computers pick them then because well, they, I, this it, is not to me it then it's money now. nothing to argue. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Adam and Chad. Oh, my. On U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM. Welcome back. Adam and Chad, U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM. And the U.S. 51 Country mobile app. I'm trying to uh, do something here uh, real quick. And then, of course, we can continue. All right, there we go. Now the graphics will come up. A lot going on in the now. background on this show. We're joined on the phone now by Brandon Reed from Ritter 2 Town and MyFantasySportsTalk.com. The jinx of the Memphis Tigers men's basketball team who went to Orlando and killed them. <laughs> please don't do it this weekend. Don't do it this weekend. <laughs> don't, yeah, please, I hope you left Orlando before the football team got to town. What's the 
this all about? I mean, come on. Now they're supporting the Tigers, asking Kenny the crucial questions. Uh, and this is the things I get. Hey, it has nothing to do with football. It has nothing to do with football. But I'll tell you what. I was in the, um, Orlando covering the Tigers in the tournament, and I was on the way back home um, – uh, what day is it? Uh, yesterday, with a UCF fan, and uh, the UCF fan was convinced that uh, their quarterback, uh, Daryl Mack, the backup, six yeah. four freshman, is totally capable, and they feel better in his hands than they were uh, with Milton. Or oh, at least yeah. that's good yeah. at. No, right. no, 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 no. At, at least that's line? good at. No, no, no. no. I, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to misspeak, but not as good as, but. Uh, no letdown at all from they the six four freshman. Well, yeah. the stats, yeah. even though they uh, went on to win that game pretty big, the stats would say otherwise because he went five for fourteen, no touchdowns, something yards is all uh, but in the game. But he ran it for about as much as he passed it. Never into the end zone, but yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it they, doesn't matter. Running backs doesn't matter. did all the that, work there. That, Hey, that is that's a, a, a dual combination that you got to be you know ready for. So yeah, he is a dual threat. Uh, he is a dual yeah, threat he's back. a true dual threat. And honestly, uh, that Navy Navy used that to their advantage against uh, Memphis. So uh, you know it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting game. I, I give it to Memphis unless it rains. And then I got right. it. Yeah, if it rains, all bets are off. It's game over. Yeah. Regardless. They could have their fifth yeah. string quarterback. I mean, that, in there that, and that kind of worked to our advantage last time, which is what I was telling the guy. You know, wait, you know, uh, one point game in the rain. What do you think you're going to do this time with a backup quarterback? So he was confident. We'll see. Well, hey, um, if, it, if it rains, I mean, they've got it. I, it's at whatever point Memphis had scored 31 points or 30 points. Uh, at halftime, oh, yeah. it started raining at halftime. They did not score one yeah. more point in that entire game against UCF after it started raining. And uh, it, it's – it I'm telling you, Orlando. if it rains, I'd take I'd take UCF minus 14. <laughs> if there's rain in the forecast, it's game over. And, I look, this yeah. is my team, man, and I want to root for them, but they can't play in the rain. I don't know why, but they can't. They, I was so nervous against Houston because it was cloudy the entire time. And I got some raindrops on my windshield on the way, but once I got to the Liberty Bowl, it hadn't rained yet. He was convinced it was game over. And I, I thought, oh, my goodness, this is going to so just any moment. your spread was going down by the raindrop on your windshield. Yeah, that's right. I'll tell you this. I was so uncertain about the weather, I didn't even look at the line on the game to consider to consider putting money on it. And that's sad. That really is sad that it has to come down to that. Yeah. yeah. I even sent Chad a message at the, while he was at the game. I said, hey, the rain's supposed to be here about 2, 3 o'clock. Hopefully it doesn't come until after the game, so they yeah. better hurry up and get that game over. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, off the topic, but uh, just a quick a conversation note. I was pretty uh, I was pretty happy, I guess, when North Carolina just recently hired Mac Brown because I tell you, our ASU coach, Arkansas State coach, uh, Blake Anderson came from North Carolina, and I thought would have been a great go. candidate for that head coaching job. Yeah. And uh, they quickly, quickly, quickly <laughs> yeah. hired Mac Brown. So uh, you know, I guess Blake Anderson will stay around. I don't know, well, but look, uh, I'm not. Mac Brown's a good old Tennessee boy, so I, I got nothing bad to say about him. That's not to say Adam doesn't have anything bad to say about <laughs> him, but but I don't. He's a good old Tennessee boy, Cookville, Tennessee. Mac Brown. So you know. And there's also that, speaking of coaching changes, what do you think of the Les Miles hire at Kansas? 
Well, I'm surprised that Les Miles would have taken that job. So, Me too. Um, Me too. Yeah, so, well, not uh, really. Jeff, no, Jeff, not really. Jeff Long. Well, okay, well, here's the thing. Jeff Long, former Arkansas, uh, Arkansas University of Arkansas AD, is the head um, AD at, at Kansas. Right. They have a relationship um, so and he, I'm he not was surprised. also the first uh, college football playoff uh, uh, president or whatever Jeff Long was. Yeah. yeah, he had a big role in that. So I'm not surprised by the hire. I'm just surprised that Les Miles uh, would have settled for that. I'm yeah, really I'm, not. Yeah. I, and uh, to be honest with you, like I kept thinking uh, if, if, if you're Memphis and Mike Norvell took another job, last year I was thinking this, throw everything you got at Les Miles, man. Even if you only get him for two years. Yeah, I would take that today. Nothing against Mike Norville, but I think his time is going to come. And, I mean, he's not Les Miles, let's be honest. I don't care whether you take the plus and the minus of it, the baggage or whatever. He's not going to be Les Miles. And just for the uh, public. I think uh, we would have to install, like, some real grass, though, in the Liberty Bowl because it's turf. (laughs) Right. And he can't. (laughs) I don't know that. We don't need him to be eating turf. Yeah. And Norvell's not out of the clear yet. I, I don't. I mean, I think he's safe, and he's not going anywhere because this, this year just hasn't been with you. But if they beat Central Florida, which still me isn't a huge deal because of the whole quarterback situation, think about this: Texas Tech fired Kingsbury. Yeah, that could be hey, a possible. Well, after the and, season, and I'm glad you mentioned that, Adam, because that is a piece of that puzzle that I was going to connect together. So uh, Blake Anderson, the ASU coach, leaves to go coach North. Uh, coach North North Carolina, and uh, Cliff Kingsbury gets fired, and he is loved in Arkansas State. Maybe he takes a, a conference down job and coaches Arkansas State. That's kind of what I was thinking. If you ask me this Saturday night or Sunday morning, that's what I was thinking. This whole thing lays out just like that. Well, now, Kingsbury could end up, and I this is just a I guess I might. I haven't heard rumors. Kingsbury could be the offensive coordinator for Tennessee. Because, you know, they're looking for – because Helton left to take the Western Kentucky position. But T. Martin might come back because T. Martin got fired from USC. Well, I don't see that. I honestly – I see Hugh Freeze. I I think that he is the absolute leading candidate for that job uh, at Tennessee. So – well, and that, that's something else that I'm glad you mentioned that, Chad, because that was also on that uh, that radar. Uh, should um, Hugh Freeze not get a head coaching job or another you know, top assistant job, would he come back to Arkansas State if that job opened up? So this whole thing is just crazy and, and to me, personally, revol- revolving around Arkansas yeah. State. But uh, just well, things are falling I in place where it doesn't really affect them. As far as Mike Norvell is concerned, I don't see a lot of jobs out there that are open that would would be uh, uh, that would fit for him. Well, and, and, and what's so, his desire really? That's what you got to look at when you're talking about these head coaches. Uh, what's their desire? Where do they want to be? What's their dream job? You know, and yeah. what what is that for Mike Norvell? Well, honestly, if Mike Norvell holds out another year, he can get offered the Arkansas job. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that's Probably. and it's really not even hyperbole. I mean, <laughs> maybe. Well, no, no. I'm going to tell you, Chad Morris has a top eight recruiting class coming in, though. Yeah, actually, I, I have. I, I do think Chad Morris is a decent coach, but uh, man, you know, I'm surprised Les Miles didn't hang around one more year away from Kansas to cause, wait for old uh, Harbaugh to get fired up there in Michigan. Because if they lose, yeah, like that there's other Ohio jobs. State, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a Michigan There's guy. other jobs. Yeah, you're not Michigan, gonna, man. you're you're not gonna really have success in Kansas. I'm sorry, not in the football right. program. Even I don't care good, who yeah. you are. 
Yeah, I don't care who you are. And Kansas is not going to say it's a basketball school. You're not going to have success in football, period. Yeah. You want me to make a bold prediction? Next year, uh, if Memphis team improves and does better next year, I mean, first of all, if they win the conference championship this year, the really the record doesn't matter anymore. Uh, and But then if they are a good team next year and in contention next year, uh, I'll make a prediction that Florida State comes after uh, Mike Norvell because Taggart ain't going to last. Yeah. And I hate um, to say um, it because I was a Willie Taggart fan, man. But well, I'm just I'm he's really surprised last. Jimbo left. I really am. I mean, that money. That I can't say that he yeah. done wrong, you know. I can't <laughs> say that Georgia did wrong for, you yeah. know, get ridding of Kirby Smart. But, uh, you know, uh, the way it's working out, it's worked out for everybody. Yeah, the SEC, I, I think that's what it is. I think Jimbo, an SEC job was the only thing that would have took him away. And he, I mean, the money alone, I don't think it's that he, and that he want to be in the SEC. I don't think he cared if it was SEC West or East and what he could do. He just knew when they threw that money at him, it's like, hey, big program, big money. You know, and hey, how about the Gatorade being dumped on oh, yeah. Ogeron's head oh, the other goodness. night? And then they Seven overtime it. game. <laughs> I watched that whole, I and saw they that dunked, last two minutes. They dunked him in the Gatorade and then ended up losing. That's why you never do that until the last second is off the clock. Yeah. Well, it was because that play, because I could see where that was one of the times. What it was, wasn't thought, it? Actually, they, didn't they call it back? I well, can't now, remember now. Well, what happened, they ended up, they had the last play, uh, inter, it was interception by LSU, time uh, ticked off the clock. Well, and of course they dump it on him, and it looks like the game's over, because they flashed away from it, nobody thought any different. <laughs> then all of a sudden you see the yeah. officials, and even Ordron had it look like, uh-oh. And it was like, I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? And then I hear the uh, announcers start talking about, oh, is his knee down? I thought, oh, yeah, because he was kind of going down. And then they figure out, and I thought, oh, wow. That's kind of a bad beat, because those guys really, I mean, any other time, that game's over. I mean, it's a you know guaranteed lock. So I, I don't fault them too much, but it still sucks because I kept rooting for them. I kept thinking every overtime, I'm like, oh, come on, guys. You could just win the game already. And then An hour and 40 minutes later. Yeah. I watched every overtime. I saw the last. I clicked it over when there was a minute and a half left in the game. Saw that last little play. Then it went in overtime. So I thought, you know, I'm going to stay up and watch this. And then I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this reminds me of the Arkansas games from back you know, yeah. five, six years ago. It, that's Arkansas. Is, the Razorbacks have made their uh, calling card based on that. that right. They hold all the all, all yeah. the overtime records. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two, two, two different six seven overtime yeah. games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was fun. It was fun to watch. It got kind of late because it was kind of aggravating there. But just the fact that <laughs> the amazement, like was it wasn't the sloppy play either. I was on the East Coast, oh, yeah. Adam. How do you think I feel? I bet. Yeah, you were in Orlando. <laughs> You're still on Central Time, though. Come on. Yeah, no, I was in the East Coast. Yeah, come I was, on. You, you I was, no, no, not at that point. Oh, yeah. it was done. It I was, was it all took all around. I could do. Yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> shift real quick because uh, we'll get to call it back to college football in a moment. But uh, when we make our picks, but I did want to talk about the NFL real quick. So last night, Marcus Mariota on paper was good. Uh, and the they still lost 34-17 to the Texans, who aren't bad. They're on a streak right now. And uh, the uh, Texans now really in control in the AFC South. But to me, some of the decisions made by Marcus Mariota, uh, taking sacks that he didn't have to take, hesitating in the pocket, 
I think a lot of that led to the loss. So while I think uh, I think his stats last night are a little bit of a paper tiger, and you can hang some of the loss on him. Well, <laughs> I know you always want to do that, Chad, right? You're, I, mean, <laughs> I don't I'm care sorry. either way, honestly. I wanted Marcus Mariota to be I'll great. He was, 20, I'll hang he was off 22 of 23. How are, you gonna, how are you going to do that? Did today, you, it's still fault. Here's why. Because <laughs> when, you, when you're down 10 and you're trying to drive and you drop back and you feel pressure and you tuck the ball instead of throwing it away, uh, then – that's just a bad decision, man. Hesitating with the ball. He had almost three seconds in the pocket before it broke down, and he didn't get rid of the ball. In the NFL, that's all you get, man. And uh, he didn't get the ball out, and there was more than one time that he didn't get the ball out and took a sack. He only he only didn't have more completions because he took more sacks than he should have. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with you. As far as the sacks goes, he was sacked. Six times for 43 yards. That's a pretty high percentage. That's a huge loss on each and every yeah. play. And, and the second, when they get, the second uh, game this year, they've given up that many sacks. Well, who was who was the game when they gave up the record to? Oh, they gave who up 11 that? sacks to. Uh, was it? it Baltimore? Is it Baltimore? Or, uh, yeah, it was Philly. Baltimore. The Ravens. Yeah, it was the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of that falls on you. In this particular game, to give up six sacks and 43 yards, I mean, that's huge loss. And normally six sacks would maybe, you know, fork over 22 yards on average. You're know? yeah. talking about a, a few yards, not 43 yards. These are bad decisions being made. Um, so, I mean, uh, it's so weird. The whole season has played out so weird because this is a prototypical example of um, you know, Marcus Mariota, you know, does okay statistically or, you know, satisfies some people, although loses in, in, in the ultimate. When in this case, he, lo- he, de- he definitely lost in the ultimate because the team lost 34-17. But he was 22 of 23, which makes him kind of look good, which I don't think That's true. is the answer. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, the last pass, he was 22 of 22 and then made one incompletion after that. Yeah, yeah, and, and, 303 yards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and two touchdowns and no picks and uh, no lost fumbles. So, But here's the, th- here's the thing. When you look at the QBR, okay, Deshaun Watson's QBR, which is right. the, the ESPN quarter, you know, quarterback rating, yeah. 90 for Deshaun Watson. And 50. even going 20 of tw- 22 of 23, Marcus Mariota's QBR was just – Forty-three point two. Oh, I thought it was fifty point five. I I, I uh, had it written down wrong, but uh, either way, uh, uh, either way, cur- it doesn't matter. Not he was currently. He was so yeah. low in QBR. Now the surprise yeah. of the weekend was the number one QBR quarterback. But his rating. That, that's, what, was, that's another thing. Uh, the rating. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, Oh, yeah. Baker yeah, Mayfield I, had an insane me. game against Cincinnati. He cut them up. It was yeah, crazy. Uh, some of that had to do with Cincinnati's uh, quarterback going down, uh, um, uh, Andy Dalton. But um, that's the kind Andy of thing Dalton didn't it. play defense. Um, no, that is true. That is true. The Cincinnati's defense has kind of been up and down all season long, and while Cleveland's has been uh, pretty steady. Yeah, uh, Cleveland is actually really surprised me. To me, <laughs> Cleveland's not as bad as their record shows. Now, here's the here's no. what's going to happen with Cleveland. This is my this is another bold prediction here. Okay, uh, 
If, if, if people would just listen to me, by the way, life would be so much better because uh, you would know things uh, and uh, everything would be done the right way. But this is my prediction for Cleveland. They're going to do a classic Cleveland mistake here. So Cleveland has a good team with a lot of talent. I mean, you might as well, you, you better have stacked up talent with all those number one picks. Uh, but Cleveland has stacked up a lot of talent. They're a pretty good team. They're better, I think, than their record shows right now. Uh, and I think under the right leadership, this team could be pretty good. Here's what they're going to do to screw it up, because they always do. They're going to name Greg Williams. They're going to take the – he's going to win just enough. They'll be like 7-9 and nine or something, right? They'll take the interim tag off Greg Williams and make him the head coach. It'll be the worst decision they could have made, and next year their record will be worse than this year. Because they need a coach with an offensive mind. Greg Williams ain't the guy. You already know. You already know he's not a great person. I mean, <laughs> this is the guy who was paying players for injuring other players. Why, how he even has a job in the NFL is beyond me. I'm to the point where I'm. I'm I, I hate to admit this because you know, even growing up in Memphis, this is part of my reason though. But you you may have noticed Chad growing up is I was a huge Jerry Lawler fan, huge Memphis wrestling fan. His favorite team was the Cleveland Browns. When I was growing up, the Cleveland Browns were actually really good too. You had Bernie Kosar um, and those guys back in the day. Yeah, so, the last I mean, time they that, were good. <laughs> yeah, when the last time they had a legit quarterback too. Uh, but I mean that was kind of my favorite team growing up too, um, with, with Mac and, uh, and those guys and just the uniforms. I love the uniforms and the, just the look of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, um, I've always kind of rooted for them, but I'm to the point now where <laughs> if you guys want to decide to move the franchise, I'm okay with that because some or change owners or something because something is not working right. Whatever you guys do is completely wrong. Um, and it's that it, town, man. How can a place well, mess up so much? The only thing they've ever done right is get LeBron James, and he's from there. He's <laughs> from Akron, the right sport, and yeah. they couldn't even keep him. They had him twice and couldn't convince him to stay. That's why they call it that is true. They call it a mistake by the lake for a reason. And you and you mentioned uh, Greg Williams. I'm going to mention Condoleezza Rice. What the? What are y'all? Thinking seriously, I mean, oh, yeah. no disrespect to Condoleezza <laughs> Rice, but I mean, come yeah, she's cool. on. We, we've actually met her. Bro. She's actually a pretty cool person too. So. I'm not, I I've never that, met her. I've I'm been saying, in the same room with her. I've never met her. But regardless, I understand that. And I respect her position, but <laughs> you're talking about an NFL franchise. She has no business in this conversation, and she's just that she's in this fan, conversation. Man. Uh, it doesn't matter. Greg Williams, he's more than a football fan. He's a football coach, and he has no business in this conversation. But he will uh, be. Mark my words. He will be yeah. Cleveland's coach next year, and they will be worse. That's what will yeah. happen. Cleveland finds a way to mess themselves up and shoot themselves in the foot uh, at every turn. It, and you, have, you finally have to realize that draft picks are not going to do it for you. This you is a plenty team. of draft pick picks, and you've done uh, – oh, 
okay, I guess, yeah. recently with the draft picks. But anyway, everybody's hitting this with the, the draft picks. You have to build a franchise that is ready to not only draft fairly well, but also sign free agents fairly well. And the, the further you keep slipping into this hole, free agents are not going to come play for you. The original Cleveland Browns left and went to Baltimore and became the Ravens. They left uh, the they name behind, and it was the best thing they and, ever and, did. And, and they became the Super Bowl champs. And uh, uh, then they started up another Cleveland Browns team, which is what we have now. And they I don't even know if they've had a winning season since their return to Cleveland. It's it's incredible. Now, what is it? They've been Maybe through the owner change hands too. more overrated college quarterbacks than any yeah. team in the NFL, too. Uh, but that's enough bagging on Cleveland. We gotta, we, we, we gotta make some, we gotta make some picks. So, uh, hey, how about Tigers? How about Tigers basketball? I'm not ashamed of what I saw. You know, it's gonna happen. This is a you're not ashamed team. of Penny's a 20 point loss to nope. Oklahoma State. All right, nope. Penny right. has Penny has a work. He Penny has work to do this year, but he, we're looking ahead. Oh. This is this is not even about this I'm year. I'm not ready to even. Sh- yeah, okay, that's not what you said last week. But all right, <laughs> all right. But uh, I'm not ready to shut the door on this year. Actually, I, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. It was a terrible performance over the weekend. All right, when we come back, college picks. Adam and Chad, US 51 Country 93.5 FM. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. I'm not trying to make you nervous, but this is the Sports Jock and Chad. Hi, welcome back. Adam and Chad. US 51 Country 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live, where you can make your comments, and they've been coming in throughout the show. Now it's time... To make our picks, unless you got some comments you need to get to first, Adam, I'll turn the mic over to you. All right. I just got uh, Jerry here talking about y'all's little Browns thing. He said, but remember the original Browns were supposed to come to Memphis. <laughs> so yeah. he was commenting on y'all's. He said, and we were talking about Jerry Law. He said, what about Jackie Fargo? And had a bunch of those. Oh, things. yeah. Well, uh, let's not get down that wormhole today. Right. <laughs> we'll be here all night talking about all the old Memphis wrestling. I had a, I had a, I had a, uh, an uncle that got, uh, a great uncle that got, uh, uh, at least what I was told is he got kicked out of Memphis wrestling for, uh, hitting, he believed it. Like he really believed it all, you know? And, uh, he was down there and the, so the, the heel comes out, the bad guy comes out, he starts hitting him with his cane. They had to remove him oh, from the thing. Your, your great uncle is not alone. Chad. <laughs> I promise you. No, there's yeah, sure a lot that. of people that believed it was that real, I'm and Jerry that. Jerry Lawler was their hero. Yeah, yeah. All right, Adam, get us started. All right, we got we're going to start off with we got the Big Twelve Championship, uh, Texas at Oklahoma. They're playing in Jerry World down there in Dallas. Um, I I'm, I got to go with Texas again to to I think it'll be a close one, but I feel like Oklahoma should win it. But I just something tells me if I go with Oklahoma. Or if I go against Texas, they'll win. So I'm gonna go with Texas to pull another upset and stun Oklahoma and knock Oklahoma out of the playoff. Well, can I just talk about how wrong Chad is about his whole playoff scenario? <laughs> so according to him, Alabama wouldn't even have made the playoffs last year. Yes, you exactly. Expand right. this thing to at least eight. At least eight. 
Exactly hey. right. They wouldn't have made last year. You know why? Because they lost their division. They didn't even win their division, let alone their conference. But that means conference. one game. But that means one game, Chad. In foot, in basketball, I know it's a different sport, but you play you play at least twice in the regular season. You could possibly play in the conference uh, tournament. There's three games to at least determine who may be the better team in football. I mean, it's one game. It comes down to one game. That does they not are mean, the ones that claim they want the re- regular season. But to matter. they were the best team last year. They everyone. Want, knows I didn't say that. They, I, I didn't say they weren't. How many times does the best team not win the championship? You either want a playoff or you want the best team to be named champion and in that case just crown them and that's how don't I even play the, the game system. on the field that's how I, that's how i feel the old system was you arbitrarily name who you think the best two teams in the country are without having to having them play through some competition um, and I think the only real uh, eight is okay, but sixteen is is true to me in college football. Sixteen would be a true. See, I think you do diminish the regular season when you do that. I don't and care. I, I, I really think don't that. Care. And they, I they think here's what I think too. No, but let me say 12. this: well, What is the difference? One, yeah. What is the difference in expanding the playoffs by another game or counting the conference championship games as a playoff because, round? Because What's you the play difference? Different comp- because you play different competitions. That's what the country typically, wants to see. Typically, though, even if you're in a scenario like Adam was bringing up with Florida State when they were 8-4, and four, the 8-4 and four Florida State was better than a lot of the other teams probably that and, would have and, ranked and above them. And that's my problem with your scenario with uh, conference champions getting in because um, in the SEC West, probably the two – Two of the best five or six teams in the country come out of the SEC West every single year. And, I mean, you can only have one conference. Then why even allow anybody else to be in it? Just name the SEC West champion, the national champion, <laughs> and, well. and don't have a game. <laughs> they might as well. well, they might as well, but if they had last year, Georgia would be national champions. And not Alabama, and everybody claims that, Alabama that's, was a better but team. But that's my whole argument. You have to expand the no, playoffs. No, like the West you champion have would have been Auburn You have to let that, you have to let that play out, though. So Auburn last year. When I said the best team out of, the, out of that No, year. the SEC West champion would have been Auburn. Which would have, you know, I'm just saying, you either want to crown a champion like or you want to have a playoff. And just pick one. I don't care which one. Just pick that's one. That's what I want to see. Honestly, Don't try this hybrid junk. The SEC, okay, say we had an eight-team an eight playoff right now. Uh, the SEC is so dominant, I would three. like to see at least half of the playoff, four teams out of the eight, represented by the SEC. In most years it I would mean, be, though. It probably would. At least two would get two in from the three. SEC two West every Then why have an year? SEC championship? Exactly, If it's Chad. the same exactly. thing as the national championship, why exactly. have an SEC championship? Well, it's like this exactly. weekend. The best game you're going to see the rest of the year will be the game between Alabama and Georgia. After well, I mean, I don't know if they, I, I don't know if fan bases really take this into account and really, uh, you know, take pride among this, but I don't care who win these conference championships. Let me tell you, what is the most attractive part of uh, – of March Madness. What is the most publicized uh, and attractive part of March Madness? Upsets of round one and two. Cinderella, right? Yep. And yet, that's the reason we don't want uh, to allow certain people into a college football playoff because somebody with a little worse well, record no, could end up winning it all because they go on a I hot streak. I don't think streak. it's that at all. There's well, not as many – when it comes to football, it's a different sport. You don't have the Cinderella's – 
the same way. It was, and I think there's traditionalists. The money involved is, right. is, is, is wanting to hold money. the tradition of these bowl games. The tradition of these bowl games has gone back to the 40s in, in okay, some look, cases. We're running short on time. we got to get to the picks. Just know that I'm right and you guys are wrong. <laughs> yeah. and that's, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, if they did it my way... Everybody would be happy. No, no, nobody's ever all going to be happy. And I, to be honest with you, I don't care how they do it. But I'm just saying, don't call it fair, and uh, also don't call it putting the two best teams in there. Because if you were going to put the two best teams in there, then you would have just done it the old way. So uh, I still think the last don't 40, say you're solving any years, problems. I do think the best two teams have been in there. There's ne- there's never there's never a scenario where it's the two best teams. You have to let it play out through at least a competition of a certain percentage. But not conference championships shouldn't have anything to do with it. Just right, eliminate just, them in yeah. football and eliminate forget, them. Yeah, forget them. Hey, why does why should record even have anything to do with it? I mean, if we can all look at Notre Dame and say, yeah, yeah, they're one and nine, but they're good. Look at them, they're good. We should I put mean, them in you there. Know, put just put them in a playoff. It doesn't matter. Put them in there. It doesn't, if it, <laughs> That's it, right. It, just forget it, about it. It doesn't matter if they're in the What happens on the field doesn't yeah. matter. We play, all want to see Alabama play, so play. let's just make them national champions and be done with it. All right, come on, Adam. We got to pick games. Let's go. Which one did Sorry, we? Sorry, I got Oklahoma. Moving on. Oklahoma. I got Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, Oklahoma, where the – I don't know the rest of the words. Oklahoma. All right, next one is Louisiana Lafayette, Appalachian State. I got Appalachian State on that one. Yep, seen them play in person. I got Appalachian yeah, State. Hey, they beat Troy. I didn't think they would. Appalachian I didn't think State. So either. Yeah, Virginia Tech at Marshall. We got Virginia Tech here. They're playing in Blacksburg. I got Marshall. I don't believe in uh, – I've been in the down year. How is Virginia oh, yeah. Tech playing That's Marshall true. on Last championship weekend? It's just did it get moved because of hurricane? I, think so. I would assume I that because that's, that's a big rivalry game uh, usually. Right. Uh, but yeah, I got Virginia Tech. All right, you got UAB at Middle Tennessee. This one's at Middle Tennessee. I'm going Middle Tennessee here. UAB disappointed me last week. So yep, same Middle that's Tennessee. Same, at home. same here. And uh, really, I thought I would have last week. I would have told you UAB. This week, I'm telling you Middle Tennessee. Yeah, you got Stanford at Cal. Uh, I got Stanford in this one. This one's at Cal though. Yep, I still agree. I got Stanford at home. Stanford. I mean, it's Stanford in the road. I got Stanford by a field goal. But, I, you know, I mean, I'm not super confident in the pick, but I, I will take Stanford. Right. Then we got Memphis at UCF. I think Memphis gets it because of the quarterback thing. I think barely. I think it's just like last time. If it don't, Unless it rains, then all bets are off. I switch my pick. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Provided it's good yeah. weather. Yeah, I, I'm going with Memphis because my heart can't tell me otherwise, but I'm a little concerned that the fans of UCF are confident in this new running quarterback that can, uh, is a dual threat. So, uh, I don't know. I'm picking Memphis, though. Uh, well, so far, uh, Vegas is right about most things. They are hardly right about Memphis. Central Florida is favored by six and a half, so I'd take yep. Memphis. Take it too right. much. Too yeah. much, yeah. Yep. Then you got Alabama at Georgia. I got Alabama. I think it's close, though. Very close. Yep. You mentioned Alabama, so I'm picking them. Alabama. I, I think uh, anything else would just, first of all, send the whole thing into chaos. Now, if you are for expanding the playoff, then you want Georgia to win and then Alabama to turn around and get in the playoff anyway. And that'll probably be what But at least they'll be their own division champions <laughs> at that point. Well, that's true. That is true. But, uh, but yeah, I, if you're if you're for expanding the playoff, the best argument for that would be Georgia beating Alabama, then Alabama getting in anyway. Yeah, that could happen. And then you got Northwestern at Ohio State. I got Ohio State in this one. I think it, Northwestern make it close, though. Yep, no, definitely Ohio State. I think this is unfinished business for um, for the coach yes, right now so far. So, uh, yep, Northwestern. Then I got Clemson Woo! at Pitt. Northwestern, any upset? I got Clemson over Pitt. I think Clemson's got that game. No I got Pitt pulling off the upset. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not a believer in Clemson. They're going to fall at some point. <laughs>
Oh, man. Last game. I, I don't think it's going to fall before the playoff. I got Clemson. And you got Fresno at Boise State last one. I got Boise on that one. Brian Harson, Boise State. Yep, on seven-game winning streak. Fresno just to go Fresno. That, just to be a contrarian. <laughs> just, just All right, that's going to do it. Thanks, thanks, Brandon. thanks, Brandon. Yep, got it. All right, for Adam Craig and everybody else here at the Grace Broadcasting Studios, I'm Chad Gatlin. See ya.